Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I'm Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Sunday and Saturday. Uh, it's almost like a weekend. Um, Jack's going to miss some things about lockdown, apparently. Can't wait to hear what those might be. Uh, this bloke who took 10 wickets in one innings, that's pretty exciting. And Melanie Linsky, uh, she's a very successful uh, New Zealand actor, um, and she talks about Yellow Jackets, which is the program that she's in these days. Uh, but for any of that, uh, interestingly, uh, Nicola Willis, uh, the new VP of National, uh, she was on the station twice yesterday, uh, once with Francesca and once with uh, Tim and Tim. How could this be allowed to happen? More importantly, uh, will she say anything other than just weird sort of ad-speak type slogans, which is what she used last time I heard her on this station, which was with Kate Hawksby the other day. Have you had your eye on a leadership role? I've always wanted to make the biggest contribution I can to the National Party team, and we've got an incredible group of people. Uh, so it's always been my desire to put my best foot forward and help out how I can. And I saw in Chris Luxon someone I knew was a proven leader who had both the experience and the skills to take our team uh, and make it better, to take New Zealand and make it better. Uh, and I saw my skills were complementary to his and that I could support him in that role. So eager to take the opportunity. Did you want to be leader? Well, my, my desire, quite genuinely, has always been to see our team win government. And so the lens I've looked at these things through is, how can I be part of that? How can I support uh, the team to put its best foot forward? And what role would I play in that? So for me, I saw Chris Luckman uh, as the obvious leader for us and for New Zealand in the times that we are. And I saw that I could play a big role in supporting him. You know what I mean? Like, when she says things like the lens I look at things through, who talks like that? Well, she's still saying things like that when, uh, a few hours later when she talked to the Tims. Jacinda Dern talks about the team of five million. So what are your aspirations for the team of five million? Well, we want this to be a more prosperous country where more people can get ahead, can have higher incomes, better schools, better hospitals, where they can live better lives. And our concern is that this government has lost sight of those ambitions and where it does have ambitions doesn't have the plan to deliver. Okay, so wage growth is the fastest it's been for some years. For 18 months, we had pretty much the least restrictions in the world, one of the strongest economies during COVID, lowest death rate, lowest hospitalisation rates, uh, lower debt to GDP than comparable nations and record low unemployment. So is it as bad as National are making out? Well, I think if you talk to your typical New Zealander right now and you say to them, are you feeling uh, better off than you were a year or two ago, many people will say to you, no, I'm not. And that's for a few reasons. It's partly because we've had high inflation. So whenever you go to fill up at the pump or go and get your groceries, it's costing you a lot more. It's also the, um, the fact that rents are going up and those who may have a their own home once no longer think that that's in sight. And for anyone who owns a small business, well, I've been exposed to a huge period of uncertainty with COVID restrictions. And many people have also faced um, pretty restricted lifestyles of, as they've been trying to work at home and juggle school and work. So, so do, do you think we, should have, or, we shouldn't have had those restrictions? Well, I think my point is this. It's that you can point to all of those macroeconomic indicators and try and create a case that everyone's doing just fine. But we all know the reality underneath those numbers is that life has not been easy these past couple of years. I'm probably being hypercritical. 
I'm sure she's great. Uh, I don't know. There's just something. Everything just. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is that rubs me the wrong way. It's almost like it's too slick. Anyway, maybe I'm just not used to hearing people, you know, talk coherently, especially politicians. Maybe that's what it is. It's probably what it is. Uh, so, yeah, she, she's not happy with uh, a lot of the lockdown stuff. However, it sounds like Jack Tame was really happy with some of it. As I discovered in lockdown, there are few simpler ways to deal with the stresses of COVID than by heading outside for a quick blat up Auckland's volcanoes, the elements on your face. What else will I miss about lockdown? Um, well, I'll miss the flexibility of working in my pyjamas. I'll miss having an easy excuse not to hit the gym. I'll miss feeling a tiny little bit excited about a trip to the supermarket. <gasps> Countdown? Oh, what a treat. <laughs> the thing that I hope I can sustain from lockdown is the way in which the restrictions make you pause and reckon with the things that are most important in life that we, that we sometimes take for granted. Friends, family, job security, little things like the local cafe that makes our neighbourhood just so. To slot back into pre-lockdown life, exactly as we were, I reckon would be a shame. So yeah, yeah, I'll miss elements of lockdown, but I certainly won't miss lockdown. 107 days? Ugh! Good riddance to that. Yeah, I, it's interesting you did that big uh, exhalation there um, because that's exactly how I felt. We, we went into um, uh, either close to Oriwa and um, which is not exactly a bustling, bustling metropolis of a suburb of Auckland, Oriwa. But on Friday night, uh, we went in for a burger and the restaurants and bars were absolutely heaving. It was like... Uh, we'd run a war. The collective uh, breathing out of the community was culpable. Uh, it was great. I'm saying this all like people are listening. Um, so it was like culpable. Stop it. Right, now, uh, 10 wickets in an innings. That's pretty good, isn't it, Simon Dill? I mean, you didn't do it. You've played a lot of cricket, commentated a lot of cricket. How does this achievement from Ajaz Patel compare to the things you've witnessed during that time? Oh, look, I think it's up there. We, you know, when you go back to 1877, it's been done twice prior to today. So you have to put it as one of the greatest achievements, if not the greatest achievement ever by a New Zealand cricketer. And I know it sounds weird to say that when we've had, um, you know, the, the greats of Sir Richard Hadley and Glenn Turner and, and years gone by, Bert Sutcliffe, Martin Crowe, you know, the, the Flemings, the, 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 the McCullums, I mean, all these things, and the Williamsons and Taylors of this era. But it, it's sort of in perspective of where it sits, the fact that it's only been done twice before today, it must be right at the top. And and people don't, this does not happen. You know, we've witnessed something today that, that I don't think I'll ever witness again in Test Match Cricket or, or talk about or commentate on. So I think it just has to be right at the top. At what point did you really start to think, hey, a tenfer is possible here? Um, I think after about six, to be honest, because nobody else really looked like taking a wicket. Um, I was actually at a party on Saturday night when that was happening. 
and uh, a couple of blokes there were sort of doing that thing where they are, are sneakily looking at their phone to see what's happening in the trip. And then it was quite funny to see the reaction when they actually did see what was happening in the trip. And then they'd tell other people and other people wouldn't believe it. So, it was very entertaining. It was just nice to be at a party, to be honest. Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, with Melanie Linsky. Uh, she has got a program called Yellow Jackets. It's on at the moment. I was talking to Jack about that. I've seen the first few episodes and um, they've had an impact on me. But for any of our listeners who haven't seen Yellow Jackets yet, do you want to give us the general premise of the show? Well, the general premise of the show is half of it takes place in 1996. There's a girls soccer team from New Jersey. They're on their way to nationals and the plane crashes. So they're stuck in the wilderness and it's about them trying to survive, teenage girl relationships and all that kind of thing. The second half of the show takes place in the present day and it's 25 years later and it focuses on four of the survivors of the plane crash back in the world after they've been rescued um, and what their lives are like 25 years later. And it's kind of a thriller, a little bit of a horror, a little bit of a dark comedy. It, it's a lot of different things, but I, I think it works. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it certainly um, it has some some dark elements as well as some like lighter comedic elements. But um, it's fair to say that the characters have had in the time since the plane crash and the time since they were rescued, they've had quite different lives, eh? Oh, yeah, very different. Everybody's gone in a different direction. Mm. Uh, the four sort of main actors in the present-day timeline are myself, Tawny Cypress, Juliette Lewis, and Christina Ricci. Um, and we're all coping in very different ways. Um, I think that Christina's character is the creepy <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we're all a little bit creepy. Does she mean that when she said we're all a little bit creepy, did she mean all of us, not just the cast of that program? She's probably right about that, to be honest. Um, I know I am. Just do creepy stuff without even realising it a lot of the time. I think that's when people are at their creepiest, is the things that they don't realise that they're doing. I'm Glenn ZB. I've probably talked about that too much now, which, see, again, made me even creepier. Uh, that has been News Talks had been the weekend edition. I'll try and get my act together for tomorrow. I won't get it together, but I'll try. I'll see you then. <laughs>